There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. What's going on, everyone? An eventful week here coming off the bye week for the Titans. It got uh, got pretty uh, interesting on Thursday as we record this. Ben, we were supposed to record this a few hours ago, and we kept uh, it got pushed back by news, as can happen. But in this case, the Titans add Zach Cunningham, linebacker from the uh, Houston Texans, and, and a pretty uh, eye-opening move for their defense. Yeah, pr- pr- pretty shocking. I-, I would agree. Zach Cunningham, of course, um, standout inside linebacker who was um, rele- who was waived by by the Texans uh, earlier this week after kind of having d- disciplinary um, issues down in Houston. Um, it was kind of a big deal because he had just signed like that four year eighty fifty eight million dollar deal um, in in the twenty twenty offseason and they let him go and and kind of after they released him everyone was like okay the the titans definitely need help at inside linebacker but there's no way in the world that zach cunningham is going to fall down to uh tennessee because tennessee is way down in the waiver um order um because of their record kind of the way it goes is that the teams that are worse off kind of have first priority and then the better teams with you know the better records are kind of down uh, farther below, so no one really thought it happened, but then it happened. Uh, so that was kind of crazy. And, and and Cunningham, of course, is a former uh, Vanderbilt star, so he has ties here. Uh, he knows the coaching staff too. Co- uh, Mike Vrabel and, and Shane Bowen were on the defensive staff with the Texans when uh, Zach was a rookie in Houston. So this is obviously a major move, and you know for the short term, I mean, yeah, this is this is major because. They've needed the help at that position. Rashawn Evans has missed five straight. Uh, David Long has missed three straight. Monty Rice, their, their third-round rookie out of Georgia, is on injured reserve. So he's kind of a guy you, you put in right now, and and he's a guy who who, who you could have a, a future uh, with as well. He's under contract for the next several years, and he's a guy who could kind of be a, a pillar of, of the Titans' uh, defense for the next few years as well. Yeah, you know— I- I'm I'm kind of a skeptical, paranoid person by nature. Uh, so when I look at this move, first off, I love this move for the Titans. I think this was phenomenal. I've watched Zach Cunningham on the field against the Titans for a number of years now. Um, you watched 41 a lot. Your eye was drawn to him because he was always around the ball. Uh, his tackle totals are ridiculous. I mean, he had more than 160 tackles last season, more than 100 solo tackles. This led the NFL, both numbers. It's insanely productive for a guy who just turned 27 years old. Uh, the Texans thought so much of Zach Cunningham that they gave him a pretty big second deal already uh, after taking him in the second round. And wh- you have to wonder, why was this so easy? The Texans let him go. And then, as you mentioned, a lot of NFL teams had a shot at him on the waiver wire, let him fall to the Titans. And again, if you're as a skeptic, I have to wonder what am I missing here, Ben? Because this guy is is a really good football player, and, and I don't think people realize how much better the Titans may have gotten here 
with this with the with the random midseason addition on a Thursday afternoon, the Titans added a guy who really might be one of the best players on their team for years to come. Yep. And as we we were talking about before we started rolling uh, Gentry, I mean, he now might be the like the third best defensive player on the Titans behind uh, KB, Kevin Byard and and Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, he's that good. And um, and yeah, you kind of wonder why he he slipped so far. You know, were the teams other teams that scared um, with with, with picking him up In, in terms of the disciplinary issues he had? There was the. Um, kind of being late to a COVID test uh, in, in week 13 that kind of led to a, a suspension. And then earlier in the season, he was having tardy tardiness issues. Um, and he was like, I think it was week two where the, the uh, Texans benched him for like the first quarter. So, yeah, you you, you kind of wonder about all that. But, but I don't know if that really justifies why he falls all the way down to, to where the Titans were. Is there more to the story? I'm not sure. But but I think if you're the Titans, something you have to be encouraged by is that he he is familiar with uh, Nashville, right? The, the Vanderbilt ties, as we said, and, and then like the, the coaching staff, as I mentioned. Um, and you know, Mike Vrabel, uh, as we know, is very high on, on Zach Cunningham when, when he when he talked about uh, Zach. But before the Texans game in October of last year, uh, he spoke very highly of him, saying he, he's, he's going to be one of the best inside linebackers um, in the NFL. And, and then from a disciplinary standpoint, we, we know that Mike Vrabel isn't going to take any of that nonsense. Uh, he's not afraid to call guys out in front of the media. We saw him do that with uh, Julio Jones, uh, if I be, I believe it was that Cardinals game where he he kind of had that that dumb penalty and and Vrabel was like you know we don't want guys doing dumb expletive uh, to hurt the team so um, I think from a disciplinary standpoint I I think you're encouraged that he can get the best um, out of Zach and then also in worst case scenario if if this doesn't work out the the way Zach's contract is set up it's quite favorable if you're the titans there's no guaranteed money on his deal uh no more if as of right now from you know from next year through 2024 which is the last year of the contract the his 2022 salary does guarantee on the fifth day of uh the 2022 league year so so if if, let's say worst case scenario zach doesn't really work out you cut him after uh, the, the season, it, it's not kind of the end of the world because of that. So I don't really think there is much to lose. I, I think it's a low risk uh, poten- and a potentially high reward move. I mean, him being something I'm excited about is how he can pair with uh, David Long Jr. Um, at that inside linebacker pos- position uh, for, for uh, moving forward. Um and uh, Rashawn Evans is is going to be a free agent after this year. Jayon Brown is going to be a free agent after this year. Having those two guys at, at the top of the room, and then you have Monty, who's going to have a year under his belt after this year. I mean, I, I I think you you all around you you have to sort of like this move. If you're looking at uh, Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans, and Zach Cunningham, and saying who's the most likely to be on the Titans in 2022, I think it's Zach Cunningham. I don't particularly think it's very close. Now, we'll see how he fits onto this team. I agree. 
financially, it really is no risk here. And, and it makes you wonder why other teams didn't do this. Because, uh, again, this isn't – I don't – from the Titans' standpoint, I don't think this is a move just for the next month. I think it's a move from now on. I think this really could be a, 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 a cornerstone defensive player for the future for this team. And, and I think given that, um, I, I, I do wonder why I know other teams – jumped out there and did that, but still the Titans are in a situation where they're eight and four. They're in a really crowded AFC right now. And it's the kind of situation where there are no small decisions right now. You're in a scenario where every play, every drive, every quarter, every game could swing your entire season in a, in a major way uh, in, in terms of getting the, the uh, you know, the one seed and a buy in the playoffs versus who you might have to play if the seeds drop. I mean, every week's going to be really important here. So, you know, you don't want a problem uh, at this stage in the season for sure. So if there's a risk of that with Zach Cunningham, then, you know, that's the Titans, I think for, for a number of years now have, have had great culture in their locker room and you don't want, something that could potentially change that. So I feel like there is some risk involved, but that said, you know, this is a guy that, that Nashville knows pretty well. I mean, he was a player at Vanderbilt, a very good player at Vanderbilt for a long time, very productive player, very durable player. If you look, he's, you don't get those kind of tackled numbers the way he has. If you miss it, if you're missing a lot of time, uh, he's been on the field consistently and he's I think that's the big thing everyone wants to hear right like not exactly. in, not another injured guy <laughs> but that's right yeah and and I think he uh you know I, I it, it's amazing that the number of tack go compare the number of tackles he's had his in his career to Jayon Brown who's played the same number of years it's like 200 more tackles and that's not a knock on Jayon Brown it's that Cunningham this guy is one of the most productive players in the league so um I mean I, if I'm the Titans, I, I'd be over. I'm over the moon about this. This is not only did you add a huge piece to that defense and a guy who could help you for a number of years to come. The Texans lost him. You got him from your division rival that is completely falling apart. I mean, I, you know, it, I, I do wonder. You know, it's talk about this disciplinary stuff, missing, you know, reportedly missing a COVID test and some of the stuff that Cunningham was doing. Do you think this was the kind of thing where you had a player, a good young player, who didn't want to stick around for what's going to be a long, painful rebuild in Houston and looks very much like it's going to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, he, he clearly didn't want to, it, it, it appears, I should say, that that he didn't want to be there. And all indication, I mean, it, it seems like he, he wanted to be here, right? And, and saw Darren Bates, former Titan, saying that, uh, Zach wanted to play for Mike Rabel again. Um, so, um, so yeah, well, I, I guess we'll kind of see how, how all this pans out. Um, and, and to, to kind of move on, I, I wanted to touch on Julio Jones who, who returned to practice this week. But before we do that, let me tell you about the new sports app we've launched as part of our USA Today family. USA Today Sports Plus is the new sports app that puts the fans first. Get the latest scores, stats, and standings and more by downloading USA Today Sports Plus from the App Store today. USA Today Sports Plus dot fan harder. Gentry, Julio Jones, designated to return from injured reserve with that lingering hamstring issue that held him out the, the past three games and also a couple 
other games earlier in the season, chance that he plays uh, this week as the Titans have their first game post by against the Jaguars. What do you kind of maybe need to see from him to to j- maybe justify that that trade with all that had all the hype um, in, in the offseason when, when they kind of brought him in in June? Ooh, well. You need to see him on the field. I mean, that's first. And and I think it's really important at a time when A.J. Brown's out. Uh, you still really don't know what you're going to get from a Golden Tate or somebody like that. I mean, I think it could make a huge, di- a huge difference for that offense just to have him on the field. Um, I mean, right now, I know it's the Jaguars, but when you look at the Titans' offense and the skill position players they're, they're running out there right now, th- there's nobody for a defense to be scared of at all. And the, the Patriots game, I mean, it was kind of a joke, really, to, to, to think. I mean, it's, it, I, I was actually impressed that the Titans even hung in that game as long as they did by running the ball, you know. For and, like 270 and, yards. And having some success doing it. And, and it, 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 that is moderate. You know, that, that's, that's, that's somewhat encouraging. But it, I think it also goes to show that, look, they've not figured out you know, what they're doing offensively without Derrick Henry. That's an identity. They've yet to discover it. Um, You just look at the last two weeks. Against the Texans, you had Tannehill throwing it 52 times in the rain. Um, And he's picked off four times, so it didn't work. I know they're trying to get back in the game, and they're chasing points at the end, but still 52 times. The most he'd thrown, most attempts he'd had in any game with the Titans. Then the very next week, they don't want him to throw at all. They're trying to hand off every play. And it worked a lot better, and I think that's encouraging. I think the Titans could take something from what happened in New England, but it just goes to show that these wild swings week to week of what they're trying to do, they're still trying to figure this out, and they're just not not very good offensively without Derrick Henry. I think that's pretty obvious by this point. So you need players. You need guys who can make a difference, and you need guys that the defense is going to have to worry about. Right now they're not that worried about Nick Westbrook-Akine all – not to pick on NWI, I think that guy's probably been their best receiver here the last couple of weeks. But um, you're a lot more worried about Julio Jones if he's on the field. So I think it'd be important to get him out there. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not clear if Julio is is going to play um, this week a, a against Jacksonville. But to 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 get like a, a number one caliber receiver back, right? And I think this is his chance to kind of show that he still is what what he's kind of been in, in, in the past. And, and I think obviously the big question is, is the hamstring issue actually a thing of the past? Like the whole reason why you put him on IR, shut him down for three games in, in a row is to make sure that this thing, this hamstring issue isn't going to be a problem anymore. And he's going to be what you need him to be down the stretch of the season and into the playoffs where the, the Titans obviously, uh, hope to to make a run. So so we'll see. Um, just two practices in for, for Julio as of um, the time we're recording this. So um, so yeah, we'll, I, I think we, Julio. I think Julio looks good so far uh, this week. But we've been here before, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's been so many times this season that okay, he's fixed. You know, everything's fine. You know, and then he gets on the field and all of a sudden it's the third quarter and he's standing on the sideline and you're like, wait a minute, Julio's not in the game. And that, you know, I, uh, I would, for the Titans sake, it would be nice to think that this, this stint on the IR and the rest was, was, was what, was what it would take to get him back, you know, full strength. But 
you know, it's like the hamstring. It's 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 okay till it's not right. Like it can just happen at a moment's notice. And I think we've seen this is kind of a chronic condition. And you know, it's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough deal for the Titans who gave up a lot to get him. And it's starting to look starting to look like they bought a lemon a little bit. But um, I, I, I you don't know. And Julio. When he's been out there and healthy, he's been productive. So I think he still has the potential to make a serious impact and a big difference for a team that's headed to the playoffs and has some really important football games left to play. Got to be on the field to do it. So, and, and you, you know, you hope the team's not and he's not holding his breath the whole time, you know, and letting it affect his play. Yeah, if if it becomes yeah, if it becomes kind of a psychological thing, that's a big problem because actually, if you remember after the Rams game, like he came out of it like with with no issues, but then I think it was that following week of practice, he he kind of it it looked like from the open portion of practice to the media, I think it was like a Thursday that he kind of came down awkwardly or came out of a break awkwardly, and and then all of a sudden. Later that afternoon, we saw that he popped up as limited, and then the next day he was a DMP, and then he was ruled out the next game. So um, that can just happen during practice, like that. Then that's kind of that's where you're kind of worried. So like when when I've tweeted my Julio videos, it's like every all the fans kind of engaging with it are like, well, maybe you just shouldn't practice him, or like I'm kind of holding my breath every time he makes a stride because there is kind of that fear at this point. So you hope. For Julio's sake, that's that's not re- really a, the case, and he has trust in in his hamstring because that's ultimately what what it comes down to. Um, yeah, you're but right. yeah, honestly, after, after that Rams game, I mean, he did seem as though he was he was okay, and he he kind of you know coming in talking to us after the game, he seemed he was in very good spirits. You remember? I, I remember very that. vividly. Yeah, SoFi, he was he, he was feeling so really. That's good. how it can turn, you know, uh-huh. and. I he's had his moments this year. He had a good game in Seattle. I mean, he 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 had, you know, but I remember after that Rams game, he's healthy. AJ Brown is out there. You're thinking at that time it's like, okay, you know, it, it it's it's going to be really difficult for them without Henry, but they might be okay with Julio, AJ Brown. They had just beaten the Rams in LA. But I mean, my guy, when you, when you take bad enough not to have Derrick Henry, but when you don't have AJ Brown and Julio Jones, I don't see this team as having much chance, much of a chance. Those guys are going to have to be healthy. So whatever it takes to get those guys back out there in the short term, then maybe you get Derek in the playoffs and then see what happens. But I, I think at this point they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to have AJ and Julio. However, that, that needs to, to happen. Absolutely. And kind of just one last note, and then we'll, we'll probably wrap up. I mean, apart from Julio, like it, it does seem like the Titans are, starting to heal up a bit right that we, we all kind of looked at the bye week as that time to kind of get healthier and it, it does seem like that they they have gotten a bit healthier I mean as of the time we're recording this Jeremy McNichols who has been just just in like an all pro in the screen game which has largely been the only consistent like explosive play uh the Titans have been able to get uh he, he's he's been practicing he kind of missed the last couple games with a concussion. Right guard Nate Davis has been practicing. Rashawn Evans, who I said is five straight games, he's been practicing. Uh, Golden Tate, who knows, maybe you get something from him too. 
um, you know, off the street, but, you know, guy who obviously has local ties, Super Bowl uh, champion, former Pro Bowl receiver. Maybe he has something left in the tank. So, and then you get you get Zach Cunningham. It, you know, it, it is kind of shaping up nicely, I think, for, for the Titans. I mean, you're not there yet in, in terms of injuries and, and whatnot, in terms of healing up. But I think if you're a Titans fan, you, you do have reason to be encouraged moving forward. I, I agree, but uh, need to go beat Jacksonville. Need need to get a win. This is. Uh, you know, we we can. I, I think the whole must win stuff gets overdone probably in an NFL season where you play 17 games. This feels like a must win. Coming off the bye week, having lost a couple in a row, you're playing a very beatable team at home again, having lost to Houston a couple weeks ago. Uh, this feel this feel this has must win vibes to it for me. If this team is really gonna gear up and and be competitive for big prizes at the end of the year, this is a game they need to get. Awesome, man. Well, Gentry, you want to want to wrap us up and, and yeah, we'll get I'll out do of it for uh, this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.